to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a great friend of mine, Dawn Fleming from Overseas Life Redesign. I'm so excited to talk about this because OMG, what Dawn has been able to do with her life, I'm sure you're going to want to do. So Dawn, welcome to this podcast. Thank you. Glad to be Um, here. Yeah. And like, let's just kick off. Let's get into it. Um, Tell us a little bit about Oversized Life Redesign. What do you do? Um, Who do you help? Tell us, yeah, tell us everything about it. Sure. Well, I, um, the target market is really uh, Americans and Canadians, midlife, uh, 40 to 65-ish, typically professionals, a lot of professional couples uh, or traditional entrepreneurs that are like, I'm ready for what's next. Like, chapter's over, I'm ready for my next adventure. And that includes moving overseas. There's a lot of folks interested in that. And so that's, that's who I serve. And I've been able to have some amazing results in a very short period of time. Amazing. And I cannot wait to get into this part of it, which is like, tell us your story. because (laughs) This is the fascinating part. Um, How did you get to this point, not just of your business? I mean, obviously, we'll get to your business, but like to having made this big change in your own life. Well, that's, this could be a very long podcast if I think. So um, there's, and even my book doesn't even have the whole story in it, but, but I'll give you the short version. And basically I'm from, I'm a, a Midwestern girl from Minnesota and I left the frozen tundra at age 28 um, with my first husband, went out to Southern California, lived out there for 20 years. And then um decided got remarried along the way and my husband and I decided we wanted to make a change Uh, there was nothing keeping me in Southern California there his kids were grown and gone and we just were open to possibilities so we decided to go to Florida so we uh, hopped on our 50-foot sailboat sailed over 5,000 miles through the Panama Canal relocated to Florida for six years and we were up in the um, northwestern part for a while too cold southwestern part too old and so we (laughs) decided that we'd try out this because our the business we had created I could work from anywhere and that's such a gift um, Mm -hmm. as you know Deirdre and and so we said well shoot you know there's nothing keeping us here we can work from anywhere like why not live in paradise right? Why not? Um, and, and so we really, we, we bought a property here for, uh, to diversify our income, but our thought was, well, our boat is a house that moves, right? So we'll go try it out for a while. If we don't like it, we can always go somewhere else. And so just kind of being open to possibilities, open to change. Um, one of the things I teach is, you know, there are few constants in life. One of them is change. Yes, I love that. So tell us, where do you, can you share, where do you live now? Because I just want yes, everyone to absolutely. Yeah. Um, actually, I just posted a, um, an article yesterday, the top 15 islands in the world to retire. We are on number seven, and yeah. that would be Isla Mujeres, Mexico, wow. uh, which is a little island off the coast of Cancun. 
And um, it's just become wildly more popular even in the last six years since we um, first, you know, had the idea of coming here. So it's just uh, crazy. Wow. I am so, so jealous because it is cold here in New York right now. <laughs> Minnesota, where I'm from. So yeah, okay. So okay. So let's like fast forward a little bit. So you've obviously you made this life changing decision to um, move somewhere sunny and beautiful, and then along the way, or at some point, you decided, hey, I can now teach other people how to do this. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's a classic story of of meeting a demand that you recognize in the marketplace. And there's, you know, there've been lots of books written on that topic, right? Find a need and fill it. And and so, you know, we're running our vacation villa here, um, just, you know, kind of living the dream. I, I was uh, working a little bit with the the, uh, network marketing company when I first came here and then circumstances changed. And, but what happened, I'm actually a little bit shy. I'm not an introvert like you, but I'm, uh, when it comes to strangers, like I don't just walk up to strangers and start conversations right but my husband does and so he was always like we go to the beach and he you know well what's your story you know where are you from all that and of course they would ask us well where are you from and we go well we live here and they were just shocked they're like what you live here how did you do that you know and just sort of this this um curiosity and, and interest that we really weren't expecting that much and so that sort of led to the to my podcast So I kept meeting so many interesting people here and even, you know, just through, through networking and they had moved overseas, they completely changed their lives. And it was, it just, that's how it really started was with the podcast. I'm like, I just need to share these stories. And then of course I had a little commercial for my vacation villa that I stuck. So I was my own sponsor, right? So good way to promote that. So I'm all about cross promotion. And so it just um, sort of snowballed from there. I I really wasn't sure what I would do with it, but I just started collecting these stories. And then I was trying to find a business model. And I'll tell you, it I searched for a long time and, and we actually met in a program where you used a, uh, a free uh, challenge or workshop or, or experience with people. And then you're serving lots of people, whether they ever hire you or not. And I just loved that concept because when I was looking at doing some other um, types of business models, it was high ticket and that was it. Like it's all or nothing. Like here's my price. And I did that as an attorney. I was a business and corporate law attorney. And that was the thing that was the most heartbreaking to me was the people who needed me the most were the small businesses the mom and pop businesses, right? They needed the help the most and they were the least able to afford it. And that's why I spent 20 years in network marketing because I had the gift of being able to coach, mentor, train entrepreneurs for free to them, right? Because I was compensated well in another way. And I, I, that's why I stayed in that industry for so long, because it allowed me to do the things that I love and not have to worry about the whole business model with it. So then when I went into more of the coaching and consulting space, I was like, ooh, I'm back into that icky business model and I don't like that. And so because of the, uh, the model that I followed, I actually did um, about every other month for uh, over a year, I did free workshops and 
that's why I really kind of honed my message. I was able to do market research. What do people need help with? What are their challenges? Because everybody's path is different. And, um, and I can't wait to do an interview with you because I know you've uh, relocated overseas and started a new yeah. business. So I love those stories, right? Because they're, they're very inspirational, but they also show that people can, can do it. So that was really sort of how it all started. And then I took a workshop almost exactly a year ago on writing a book in a weekend, right? And I thought, well, I'll just put together a collection of podcasts. These are great stories. Just make an anthology. Well, the workshop was how to write a saleable book. So I thought, well, if I'm going to publish a book, I should probably think about selling them, right? And so <laughs> it was all about teaching something, right? And it had a very um, logical structure, which I love being an attorney. And so I went, wait a minute, this is my workshop. So that's essentially what has happened is my workshop has now become my book. And um, I'm able to go deeper um, with, with my paid program. And, and I love it. I'm, I'm really excited. That is awesome. I love your story. You're such a fascinating. I know that we spent um, some time together and uh, you just, oh, gosh, the, the more that we have these conversations, the more that I learn about you and the, you know, the, it's, you're just so fascinating. Anyway, but what I do want to talk about um, right now is at that, that moment when you decided to make the shift and you're now growing this really great business that you have, was there still something inside of you that you, you know is, or you knew was holding you back? Is there, is there an internal struggle that you can talk to? Yeah, yes, share with us, please. And, and um, yeah, and, and we, you know, did talk about this a little bit, um, you know, when we were kind of brainstorming ideas. And what's interesting is this is something I think that in some ways held me back in my previous network marketing businesses as well. And that was this fear of being known. Mm. which, you know, um, I know, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, I want to be rich and famous. Well, I never did, you know, <laughs> rich, yes, famous, no, um, yeah. you know, and, and it was funny because I think way back to um, my early college days, I started with a network marketing company and, you know, they're all about recognition and awards and, and some people really love that. Mm. I was like, just give me the cash. <laughs> Right. As long as I got a nice fat bank account, I could care less about the awards or, or the recognition. Yeah. But we all love it. Let's face it. But at the end of the day, it was not really a driver for me. In fact, it was um, a little scary to me because I would watch some of these top earners and basically they had no peace. Right. They were constantly being um, picked at and, and calls and, you know, all of these things. And and it kind of intimidated me. I was like, I don't want, I don't want that, you know. Yeah. And, and so as I got into this and now it's like not just my company or or I could point to other leaders. Right. If I was if I was um, in the network marketing space and now it's like I'm the face of the brand and like this is really yeah. connected. Yeah, and I've talked with multiple business coaches about this, and um, it's been a struggle, uh, uh, quite frankly. And um, you know, we we kind of have to, if we want to grow and and we want to go to the next level, whatever that means, is we kind of have to face those fears and figure out how am I gonna how am I gonna get overcome this? Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, you know, I think so many of us can listen to that and it totally resonates because I exactly the same, exact same view. Like, you know, and I think we have this thing in common, Dawn, where we're both incredibly high achievers, overachievers, some, some will say, <laughs> you know, we've, we, you know, gone through life being, um, well, I don't know about you, but definitely for me, I've always never had to, 
well, I've never wanted to promote myself in that way, right? It was kind of like in corporate or in school or wherever people would just know, they would see how good a job I'm doing. And then they would just award me things on merit. And I never had to like put myself out there and make myself visible. And so I was exactly like going into um, entrepreneurship where, yeah, you have to be the face of the brand, which by the way, if you want to listen to this, yeah, have to, because how else is your business going to become visible? This is really scary. This is really scary to be like, oh my gosh, I don't like, do I have to not be private anymore? Like, do I have to actually turn my personal account into a business one? Like <laughs> all of these. And then with all of that comes the fear of fears of judgment and be like, oh, all sorts of things. So I totally, totally understand where you're coming from. And I love that you're, you're you know, the way that you talk about it is that you're probably still struggling with this, right? Because it's a constant thing I find for me as well that we have to battle through time and time again. So can you share with us a little bit about how you're slowly trying to get <laughs> past past that? Like what are some, are there any tools, tricks, like things that you tell yourself, like what are you leaning on to help you with that? Well, and, and um, you know, I... I um told you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, there was kind of an attack on social media that, that sort of uh, blindsided me a little bit. Um, it didn't take me out. I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, it possibly could have, but uh, I think really the key to it is personal development. Bottom line. I mean, there's no yeah. getting around it. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to do personal development and you have to be solid in knowing who you are, who you are. Yes. Um, In this particular situation, um, in this attack, one of the things was, oh, uh, you know, about money, you know, oh, well, you know, I, um, it it was a podcast guest, actually, who objected to being in my book, even though I had a signed release um, for that, and um, accused me of having motives about um, becoming wealthy off this book, like, you know, don't you want to be in this, it was a very inspirational story, right? And I, you know, I just said, you know, there are, I'm a talented person. There are many things I could do to get rich or make a buck or whatever. Publishing a book isn't one of them, right? <laughs> I mean, very few people become wealthy off books. So, you know, hey, you know, that's, that's not really um, accurate. But also knowing in my heart that the reason for that book and the reason for my brand is to serve. Like the only reason I'm doing this is because I want to help people. I want to relieve suffering. I want to be that light that, and it's happened. The very first workshop I did, I'm telling you, that's when I, it was like, you know, uh, a shot of adrenaline when I got this email from this gentleman who took my first free workshop and it was like two pages long, Deirdre, this guy had like this, the story, the story was so sad. There was a part of me when I got read it, it is like, is this for real? Like, could this really happen to one person? All of these things. And six months later, he's living here on the Island. He got engaged to one of my best friends. He's living a life of in six months. Now, and, and this, 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 you know, sob story was really a thank you. It was like, you have given me, you've taken me from the winter of my life to the spring of my life through this. Wow. And so wow. holding on to who you're serving, the difference you're making in other people's lives, like bring it on, right? I, those people, those, those um, small people who have assign ulterior motives that aren't true, don't eat there. Don't let them define you. Like, that's not yes. who I am. 
Um, and so you, 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 and the other thing too, I think is when you do the amount of personal development that, that Tom and I have done, you, you start to see patterns and you start to realize that when you get a, an attack like that or, or a response, um, back when we were in Florida, there was a woman that I had helped for who was not part of my organization. I had personally coached and mentored her and it was a stab in the back totally blindsided me. But, but what I, I realized then, and, and probably even more so now is it's not about me. Mm. It's about them. Right. And they're, it's their stuff that they're dealing with. And it's, it's either projection or it's just lashing out. It's just, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm hurting. And so I'm going, you're going to be the target. Yes. and, and really not taking it personally. I heard a quote you know, many years ago that I've always remember, and that is, there's nothing personal in business. Yeah. I, wow. I, I love that. Everything that you just spoke about, Dawn, because it's so, like, I think people need to hear this message, right? Because it's so true. You have to stay true to yourself, first of all. Like, you have to know who you are. Um, and I think each of us know that we are a good person, right? Like, we are... Like we are a person who is serving. We are, you know, where people were here on this, this world to, in this world to make an impact. Like that's fundamentally as entrepreneurs, you know, that's, that's who we have to stay true to. Um, and sometimes it's easy to forget that. It's easy to forget that when you come. And by the way, like it doesn't mean, and, and I hope that you're okay with me sharing this, Dawn, but, you know, I was kind of that story that you told about that podcast guest who, you know, and we hopped on because we were meant to be doing this interview yeah. at that time. And you like, you know, obviously it was totally fine. Like you just, you were feeling the things at that moment because it just happened. Right. And yeah. now in hindsight, it's like, yeah, you can, because you've worked through it and, you know, you can be a little bit more objective and you can kind of separate yourself from it. But at the time it still hurts, right. It still stings. And sure. that's the thing. Like, it's so important for everyone to know that like, it is okay to feel those things too. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but I think the the, the, the trick is how do you very quickly move past that so that you can turn that into something positive and into action that is actually serving you and your audience? So I think I cut you off, but you were going to say something? Yeah, no, I just was going to share with you. I had a call this week with um, my business coach that I'm working with that's, that's helping me kind of redesign my program. And um, he actually had a long career in network marketing as well. And one of the things he said to me is, is um, and this is, uh, um, I think, hopeful for entrepreneurs that aren't in that um, realm of business. When you're in network marketing, everybody comes into your world and you can't really filter it out. The business model is designed that way, right? It's, it's supposed to be accessible to everybody. So what I did with my last company, fortunately, we were, we were so blessed with how large our organization was that I spent most of my time working with leaders mm. rather than newbies and, and so forth. And so I was doing a higher level of coaching, which I really enjoyed. But when I have, now that I have my own brand and my own company, I don't have to let everybody in. Right. I mean, I'm still going to be out there on social media. You're probably still going to get your detractors or your naysayers or what have you. But in terms of who is who allowed to be close to me, we are in control of that by and large. And so one of the things he had talked about is how as we redesign my program, how are we going to build in these safeguards 
to make sure that you're safe in, in what you're doing, because that we all want to be safe, right, in our businesses. And we do have to be risk takers by definition as entrepreneurs. But at the same time, we, are, we do have power to be able to put um, systems or, or you know, uh, tools in place to be yeah. able to, to keep us comfortable. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yes. I love that. Um, and it's so like, cause that's the thing, right? Like, yes, we are meant to be risk takers as entrepreneurs. And I know that that's a, something I, I battle with in terms of like constantly, if I'm like trying to mitigate, if I find myself trying to mitigate risk, then there's this other part of me that's like, no, but you're meant to be taking risk. You know? <laughs> like, but I think we can do both, right? We can take the risk where we need to, and we can mitigate the risk where, you know, we have to, to, to keep it safe. So hundred um, percent. I love that. Um, now I do want to get into like, so our listeners believe in the power of storytelling, uh, cause it's so, it's such a powerful way for us to connect as humans, um, as we've done, you know, many times in the past as well, you told us many stories that make you remarkable, you know, things that you've battled through and, and been able to find the success that you you've created for yourself. Um, and so do you currently share these stories with your audience and, and how do you do that? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's sort of funny. Um, the, the, the stories sometimes, um, you, they just become shareable because they're so, they are so remarkable. So I was thinking back, Tom reminded me, um, back in 2006, we bought our sailboat, the Santorini, and it had actually, um, we'd seen it for sale at a boat show five years earlier. And I took a flyer from the boat broker. And that flyer hung on our refrigerator for five years. And our other boat was destroyed in a fire. And we went without a boat for a few years. And people would ask us, are you going to get another boat? And we'd say, yes, we are. Well, what are you going to get? Well, we're going to get this one. Well, where's it at? I don't know. Well, who owns it? I don't know. Well, what do you mean you're going to get it? Well, we're we're ready to get another boat. This is a boat we're going to get. We already decided. Well, I was not in the market for a boat. It started calling me. Anyway, long story short, we have the boat. And somebody said, a similar boat? No, the exact same boat that was in the at, at the boat show. And we actually shared the story on stage in front of like 1200 people. It was about the same time that the movie The Secret came out, right? About manifestation. And so that those and we have so many stories like I manifested my husband, okay? I mean, that's like a whole nother story. And and so these stories it's it's they're very powerful, but they're not really like, you know, oh, well, I, uh, I invented an app and I made, you know, I got venture capital of funding and I became, you know, a multi-million dollar, you know, $20 million uh, business owner in overnight. They're not those kind of stories, right? They're, they're the kind of stories about just like using your own individual power and energy and emotions and, um, you know, tools that you have that, that were all given to us to be able to create what we want in our life. Cause at the end of the day, that's, um, I'm not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual. And at the end of the day, I do believe that we were made in the image of God, you know, goddess, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the divine. Um, and we're divine, all divine creators. And so we get to decide what we want and the, and, and I could tell you stories and even science is starting to come out about, you know, how much our thoughts um, and uh, I shared an article this week about a guy who, a doctor who was cured from cancer, and he says prayer had every as much to do with it as the medical treatment, right? It's energy, it's, it's the collective uh, energy. And the more we realize that, the easier it becomes to yeah. be able to attract what we want and repel what we don't. 
Amazing. And so how do you currently share that? So I know that you um, you mentioned that you spoke on stage and you told this story, but are there other, other avenues where you are sharing your stories? Um, I'm assuming, you know, through email marketing, your social media. Well, the podcast, like obviously, like, you know, there's tons of stories. Yeah. That's the whole podcast is stories. I'm going to change it up a little bit um, starting next year, but, but currently they're all stories. And, you know, going back to, you know, before the written word, you know, the cavemen, what did they do? Tell stories. They drew pictures on the wall. It was all about stories. So it's something that is um, very much in our DNA is, is using stories. Jesus told, you know, taught through parables. Um, so did Buddha, you know, right. All of the, the great um, teachers really embrace stories. My book is full of stories. I mean, that's what this, this actually, that's what the, the writing book writing workshop that I went to, that's what they said is for everything that you teach, you have to have a story attached to it yes. to illustrate the point. Yeah. That's how we learn. And so it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't do a Facebook live or, you know, anything really without including stories. It's just an integral part of what we do. Love it. Love it. Um, Okay. So let's go into like, where's your business headed? It's so exciting. Um, You know, there are lots of things going on. So where do you self, where do you see yourself investing for growth over the next year? Oh, whoa, great question. So obviously the book launch is coming up. That's uh, the end of March. So I'm pretty, you know, heavy into that and all of those activities. And I um, am to the point, and this is a tip for your entrepreneurs listing, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. So mm-hmm. I have been, I have a publicist that I was able to find very affordably that did my strategic plan and, and my one sheet um, as I get out there and do interviews. And I've got some VAs um, doing some things for me. But, you know, you can't try to do it all. You really do need to invest in getting the help that you need or you can't move forward. So uh, that said, what I'm doing is redesigning my program. And my program is amazing. Like we've just really hit it out of the park in terms of the results that people are getting. But as we go uh, forward and look at scaling the business, it's important to have it very uh, repeatable right? I want to make it evergreen so that, you know, we've got quarterly topics, we've got monthly topics and have a format that's easy to manage because as entrepreneurs, um, especially at this stage, right? It's really easy to just get, be in the trenches and just, you know, delivering, delivering, delivering. And then you're not really able to grow your business because you're doing it all. And it's um, not structured in such a way that it makes it easy for you to deliver. So that's what we're doing is really setting it up so that it's kind of plug and play, right? Some, someone can come in at any point through the year and it's, it's not necessarily linear. They can get value out of it. And um, it's, it's um, content that's fun and interesting for me, right? And so it kind of makes it a, a win-win for everybody. But what I'm uh, really most excited about this coming year, in addition to my uh, program, my mastermind program, it's called the Dream Life in Paradise Academy. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And, and especially, like I said, geared towards the midlife folks that are kind of doing that, that um, deep analysis. But I'm also looking at adding a resource center, because there's lots of resources that you need when you make a move like this, right? Whether it's international attorney, 
treaties or immigration or international health insurance. Um, there's lots of, of resources. And so um, I, and it's an area, unfortunately, where people can get taken advantage of if they don't know, right? You don't know who's reputable and who's not. And, and I have those skills. I, I joke um, when I was practicing law, people would call me and say, hey, Dawn, do you know a good plumber? <laughs> If I might have a plumber as a client, but the reason they called me was because they trusted my judgment and my yes. ability to give them a referral to someone who was going to go, do a good job, right? And I so agree. that's something I've done through my whole career. And so being able to put together a nice team of folks to be able to help uh, those that are, are moving overseas to be able to get uh, you know, reputable, uh, good resources. Amazing. I love that. Wow. This has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this, Dawn. So if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, where is the best place for them to go? Well, if they uh, are interested in following me, I have dawnfleming.com. That's kind of my, my speaker um, author page. And then the uh, book website is claimyourdreamlifebook.com. And uh, it's not available for pre-purchase yet, but that should be coming pretty soon. Um, it is on Goodreads. Um, so if anybody's a member on Goodreads, they can uh, check it out there. Amazing. All right. Well, we will be adding those links in the show notes. Uh, thank you everyone so much for listening. Thank you, Dawn, for coming. This was such an amazing, amazing conversation that we had. If you like this episode, please leave a review, leave a rating, subscribe to this podcast, share with all your friends, and we'll see you on the next one. Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and 